super hard setting fire to rain. <laughs> Can you feel it? So today I'm going to have to finish the show a bit early. Uh, and that's because I have places to be. Um, but I will be posting some articles uh, at some point. At some point. Because I think we needed to crank up the heat just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because <laughs> I think they were getting a little bit comfortable. Uh, very comfortable. Why are there so many police irons <laughs> where I'm at? Um, so today I wanted to talk to you about influence and peer pressure. And you're going to understand why Shadowgate was so important and what Patrick Berge has been seeing is so important. I know all of you are like all these channels are silencing and silencing. It's only a matter of time. And, you know, now that they've strangulated all my income, the little money that I, I get from Twitch may indeed disappear. But I'm sure that God will make it come another way, right? That's the way it goes. That's the way it is. Truth is never silenced. You know, you just have to make sure you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. And move when you're supposed to move and uh, continue forward. So one thing that we all know is that if people tell us something often enough, in the end, we're going to believe it's true, right? You believe it's true when someone says something often enough, okay? When someone is saying something often enough, you believe it's true, right? This is why Parenting 101 you don't tell your children they're losers because if you keep saying it, they will believe it. You don't tell someone you are ugly all the time because they will believe it. It's kind of like calling someone fat when they're not. And then they're just going to have, you know, body dysmorphia, right? You don't because repetitive, right? Repetitiveness makes it true. And that's because you get conditioned to believe that it's true. It's abuse. Plain and simple. Peer pressure is also abuse, right? We hear it all the time. So your friends jump off the bridge. Are you going to jump off too? It's really hard when you're weakened to that point that you will follow people off the cliff, off the bridge, because they peer pressure you. But see, the thing is, they're telling you they're, they have all this power. So much power against you. How are you, oh, mere little person, going to do anything? First of all, first of all, you know, what we are seeing is of biblical proportions. Christians are being persecuted left and right. Um, and that is their reasoning behind it. I mean, they need to make that stance so then that your victor will come in and rescue you. That is not the way Jesus came in. That is not the way for those that are Muslim that Muhammad came in, right? They didn't come in and say, look at me. I'm going to save you from all this persecution. No, no, they didn't. 
They came in humbly having conversations with people about uh, what was important that people understood. And even, you know, for most religions, their prophets, their messiahs were people that were teaching other people how to lead. This is what makes a good leader. This is why President Trump was so successful in garnering support because he wanted to give that hand and say, come here. I am not above you. Come here. Right. And that's what good leadership is. I'm telling you what they're doing now. And a lot of you, a majority of you are going to fall into that pit because it's going to be very sad. This is why I say you must trust your gut. You must remember history. You must remember teachings, whatever your religion may be. Go back to the core. Go back to it. Go back to the core. Now, we already have laws to stop them from doing anything. There are laws there that stop sexual harassment in employment. There are laws that stop them from harassing you in general. I don't like the colors you wear. Like say you were obsessed with the color yellow, right? And loud neon colors, right? Unless it's distracting the work, they can't tell you to take it off. Maybe they don't like your face, right? And then people are harassing you at work and you tell your boss and they do nothing. They could get sued for it, right? Harassment is a big deal. What if people peer pressure you to buy donuts and you're totally against donuts because you think gluten is the devil? Just let's just say, right? Or you're totally against yeast. This is harassment. Now, I'm going to make it clear, right? Peer pressure is how they usher everyone. All these liberals, they're peer pressured into thinking and saying and speaking in certain ways. Um, I have to say that, you know, I, I have very few people that I adore, right? And I got to speak to one of those people today that are really far from me. I love them so much. And they stay to true science. They stay true to their faith. And it's, oh, I miss her so much, so much. Um, oh, my God, I'm getting emotional. Uh, she's going to be back soon, and I will go visit her. <laughs> she's going to the bits of hell in the U.S. But um, it's really hard because people don't know what to do. And, you know, having a lot of friends that um, are within ranks in the army, the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Coast Guard, the Air Force, they're all saying the same thing, peer pressure. And you're going to see how there are laws for that. I see people posting that the doctor's office won't accept you if you're not vaccinated. Sue them, ma. sue them. File a case yourself, medical discrimination. The laws are already there. Your employer tells you you can't go to work if you don't get vaccinated. Sue them. You're already covered under employment laws. And I'm going to show you that today because employment laws are employment laws. Period. Can't change it. Because in order for them to say that it's for safety, they have to prove that it's safe. And you can't prove that it's safe when it's experimental. So there you go. Okay. So there you go. Now, before we get into that, I want to um, go through some news here. Um, where is it? So first, we're going to start how Elon Musk is complaining that there's a housing shortage in um, in Texas. Uh, it's, it's pretty cray-cray. Um, 
he's complaining that there's not enough housing. I'm going to play a little bit of our Epic Times news here um, because it's 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 pretty incredible. Take a listen. Elon Musk could use some of those retrofitted homes in Texas. He says he's hiring thousands of people for Tesla and SpaceX facilities there. That means more demand in an already booming housing market. In today's Phil Zoe reports. Elon Musk tweets urgent need to build more housing in greater Austin area. Median home prices in Austin are up 20% to nearly $400,000. The number of active listings is also down a whopping 74% year over year. He's worried about housing. He needs to call me and I'll put his heart at rest. Musk is looking to hire over 10,000 workers for his gigafactory in Texas. He's also calling for top talent like engineers and technicians to work for his proposed SpaceX facility also in Texas. Once we knew that he he bought it, we went ahead and submitted the site plans the following week. Nicknamed the Oracle of Austin, Ari Rastigar saw this coming. He's already building thousands of new homes in the Austin area to meet the demand. We're putting Tesla charging stations in every single house that we're building. And every we're going through the underwriting now to put this, uh, his solar panels for, for Solar City on top of all the buildings. Musk claims that he will create a city called Starbase which is an emerging SpaceX community. He says this new concept will also grow by the thousands within the next year or two. Phil Zoe, NTD News. Phil Zoe just mentioned that... I'm also going to mention that in Austin, the headquarters for AMD are there. Mm, China, anyone? Just pointing that out uh, because that's going to be quite a melting pot. Listings in Texas are down over 70% this year. That's partly thanks to the CDC's federal eviction ban that stopped landlords kicking tenants out during the pandemic. But the Texas Supreme Court just overturned that decision and told Texas courts to stop honoring it. First time that's happened anywhere in the country. And it means that new and paused eviction cases in Texas can now start to move forward. The CDC argued that the eviction ban was needed to curb the spread of the CCP virus. But tenants could invoke the ban whether they suffered from virus-related hardships or not. The Biden administration supports the eviction ban, which is set to end on June 30th. Markets rallied today with the Dow and the S&P 500 both closing again at record highs. The Dow rose 374 points, 1.13 percent. S&P 500 gained 58 points or 1.44 percent. The Nasdaq added 255 points or 1.67 percent. Technology stocks powering much of the gains, Tesla shares climbing over 4%, and better-than-expected deliveries last week, as we reported. GameStop fell after announcing a new sale of its stock. More on that in just a moment. Treasury yields mostly lower again today. Oil dropping about 4% after OPEC Plus on Thursday, agreeing to hike production from May until July. As I mentioned, shares of GameStop fell today after the video game retailer said it may sell up to $1 billion worth of new stock trying to make the best of that 900% surge in its shares from the Reddit-driven rally earlier this year. Craig Katamai reports. GameStop is seeking to take advantage of the tenfold price spike in its shares this year, but Wall Street does not like that idea. Shares of the video game retailer dropped sharply Monday after it said it may sell up to $1 billion worth of additional stock. The company said in a filing with regulators it'll sell up to 3.5 million shares and use the proceeds to accelerate its shift to e-commerce. That amounts to about 5% of its outstanding shares 
according to Refinitiv. Wait a minute. So people supported GameStop so that they can go to the store and buy you stuff. And now they're propelling themselves into e-commerce. Mm, sounds very interesting. Analysts note a share sale would dilute the value of the company's stock. GameStop was the epicenter of a trading frenzy that saw amateur investors drive up the price of so-called meme stocks featured in Reddit chat groups. Others, such as cinema operators... Meanwhile, Niobium is $1.13 right now. AMC and carrier American Airlines have already sold shares. News of GameStop's latest plan to sell more shares sent the company's stock down as much as 13% in early trading Monday before pairing some of that loss. The Supreme Court says Google doesn't need to pay Oracle for snippets of code that it took to build its Android operating system. In a 6-2 decision, the court decided Google did not commit copyright infringement. The court says Google only took what was needed to create Android. It says enacting copyright infringement in such a case would risk harm to the public because it would make Oracle a gatekeeper for the code. Oracle unsuccessfully argued the practice denies developers fair rewards for their work and could ruin the software industry. The company wanted Google to pay $9 billion for using the code. The court didn't weigh in on whether application programming interfaces or APIs are generally copyrightable. Sorry to tell you, but... Your Facebook details could be on the dark web. Details for more than 500 million users have been found available on a website for hackers. Information appears to be from several years, several years ago. It just shows the vast amounts of information collected by Facebook and other social media sites, just how vulnerable it is. Maha Al-Burawi reports. The private information of more than 500 million Facebook users may have been compromised. And an unidentified leaker says they are offering the data for sale for virtually nothing. Alon Gal, the co-founder of an Israeli cybersecurity firm called Hudson Rock, says that the information appears to be the same set of Facebook-linked telephone numbers that's been circulating in hacker circles since January. It's being sold for a few dollars worth of digital credits on a well-known site for low-level hackers. Reuters hasn't been able to verify the information, but Gal and some journalists who have seen the data dump say they've been able to match phone numbers of people they know. He warns that Facebook users should be on the lookout for possible social engineering attacks in the coming months. In a statement, Facebook said the data was very old and related to an issue it had fixed in August 2019. <laughs> Selling your data. Data, 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 data. That's what they need to be able to make changes to their algorithms, they need data, 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 <laughs> data, 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 because data runs the world. Data runs the world completely. There is nothing you can do about it. Data, 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 data. They run the world. They own you. And that's what's up. You know, they're deceiving Americans. They're pushing aside real news. They're pushing aside facts, right? They're dividing people. They're lying to people. They're just, you know, let's just say it's here. The boots come in gown. And people are going to see that very, very quickly. Um, it's important that new we see the new infrastructure bill, Infrastructure, which usually means trains, planes, roads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't mean that. 
definitions are now changed again by these radical communists. Infrastructure. New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand tweeted this today ahead of Biden's latest infrastructure pitch. Paid leave is infrastructure. Child care is infrastructure. Caregiving is infrastructure. That's right. If you thought infrastructure was just bridges, highways, roads, airports, you are a fool. You must be, because all that stuff accounts for less than 10% of the Democrats' new explosively large, expensive, and very wasteful infrastructure bill. But since Democrats are expanding the definition, Republicans have decided to jump in on the action as well. Senator Ted Cruz tweeting out, abortion is infrastructure. Gun control is infrastructure. Forced unionization is infrastructure. Whatever the left wants is infrastructure. (laughs) Our friends at the Daily Wire had an even better one, writing ranch dressing is infrastructure. Who knew? The new Democrat bill, Biden's words, and especially Gillibrand's tweet, are enough to make your brain melt. The stupidity on this is staggering. Even crazy left Keith Olbermann fired back at Kirsten Gillibrand. No, Senator. These are all vital needs. I would argue they are as important as nuts and bolts and grids and networks, but when you drain a word of its meaning, you damage its impact, your cause, and the value of language. Now, to be fair, we don't expect much from Kirsten Gillibrand. The most complex thing about this senator is the pronunciation of her name. Not sure if you remember this classic Gillibrand moment. A very basic politician. Gillibrand was once a very moderate, almost right-leaning Democrat in some ways. But like most politicians, a lot of them have no real soul or compass. They'll do and say whatever leads to a re-election. They make pathetic, pandering videos yelling gay rights. So transparent, even a child can identify as phony. This is why she didn't do too well in the presidential election. Though uh, These are the people that want to take over your life. And regulate it, of course. How scary is that? And it's all a power grab, this bill. It's a massive expansion of government. That's the point. And President Biden is the left's vessel for this, a Trojan horse. He said he was moderate. He said he would work with Republicans. Yeah, right. Here was Biden today also trying to redefine infrastructure. The idea of infrastructure has always evolved to meet the aspirations of the American people and their needs. And it's evolving again today. Evolving. An evolving word. And as many, as we've seen many times, you get Biden talking for more than 15 minutes on something, things start to get a little bit wonky. Take a look. But to automatically say that the only thing is infrastructure is a highway, a bridge, whatever, that's just not rational. It really isn't. I think the vast majority of Americans think everything from the sewer pipes to the, to the, uh, uh, the, the sewer facilities to water pipes, I think they're infrastructure. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go along with the lead pipes because I do think that that's kind of fair on this. We're not talking about that. What about $400 billion for home and community care? $174 billion for electric cars, dramatically more than roads, highways, and bridges that they would drive on. I guess it's only a couple trillion dollars at the end of the day. Who cares at this point? We've got so much debt. And by the way, the evil wealthy and corporations are going to pay for it all, right? Yeah, right. Like we said, Biden can't keep this all straight, so he had to turn to his little note card for help. Take a look. There's all kinds of opportunities. Just list all the tax breaks that I find difficult to explain. Wealthy deductions, $360 billion if you cap them. Top rate of 39%, which it used to be for 100 for years. 
all the way to the Bush administration. Imagine if you were trying to get $2 trillion and you didn't even know why. How scary is that? $2 trillion. There is some good news for us taxpayers, though. Biden's top ally in the Senate, Chris Coons, today on C-SPAN, essentially admitted that Biden knows a lot of this junk we're talking about will not make it into the final bill. I do think that there is an opportunity here uh, for us to come together around a smaller package. And by smaller, I mean hundreds of billions of dollars um, that is directly targeted at hard infrastructure. Okay, hundreds of billions of dollars is actually something I think a lot of people, including myself, could get behind. I would love to see roads and bridges in major cities get redone. I'd love some nice new airports. That is an infrastructure plan, and it has bipartisan support. It has for years. The rest of the stuff in this bill, however, which is about 75% of it, needs to go, and hopefully it will. There is no shortage of woke corporations, though, willing to suck up to Biden to gain favor with the administration on this bill. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos released this statement last night. We recognize this investment will require concessions from both sides, from all sides, both on the specifics of what's included as well as how it gets paid for. We're supportive of a rise in the corporate tax rate. Crazy, right? Guy owns a business. No, it's not crazy. I'll tell you why. No one's going back to work, you guys. They're going to keep you in your homes. You know what that means? (laughs) They don't have to pay employment insurance. They don't have to cover you. They don't have that overhead anymore. They don't need to rent space for you. They don't need to pay for your computers. They don't need to have insurance for the employee while they're on their premises. You're staying home. You're staying home. And then they're going to be monitoring you. I talked about this over, what, one, two years ago. Um, They have patents where they're going to implant certain chips And it will identify your DNA. It will know if an animal is wearing it so you don't like slip it into your cat and your cat's like moving around so they just think you're busy doing stuff. It'll be able to detect if you're, um, what cells you're using, how you're functioning, what work you're doing. Huh? You think it's not happening? That's why they're okay with this corporate tax hike because they get to save billions on that overhead. When you go to a company to work, Right. Say say you work for, uh, you know, a bank or a grocery store or Amazon or whatever. And you leave your house and you're on the way and you take a train, a plane, a car, whatever it is. And you get hurt. Your employer has a liability because from the minute you left your house to be able to go to work, reasonable amount of time, of course, you're not going to leave two hours, you know, early to be there, you know, uh, to a distance of one mile. Right. They're responsible for it. If you're on their premises and something falls down on your head and kills you, they're responsible for it. If you walk out to lunch and you slip, fall, break your hip, they're responsible for you because you're their employee. So there's a lot of money they're saving somewhere else. So why not? Two ways to look at that comment from Bezos. Neither of them are any good. Either he's so scared of the left, he's working against his own interest as a businessman, which says something about this country, or, and maybe worse, He's fighting for a tax increase he knows he can absorb, but his competition cannot. Let's move away, though, from infrastructure here for a second and on to immigration. An article today in the New York Times perfectly illustrates the problem with liberals in control of this issue. Take a look. We are doomed, it's headline. Devastation from storms fuels migration in Honduras. The piece goes on to say Honduras has barely begun to recover from two hurricanes that hit late last year 
with relatively little disaster relief from the U.S., many are heading for the border. Notice the level of Honduran entitlement just baked right into this article. If you didn't know any better, you would think Honduras was our 51st state. It's not. With little disaster relief from the U.S., many are heading to the U.S. border. So Honduras has hurricanes, and because we didn't give the nation enough money, another country, we now have to adopt their people? Democrats and the liberal media agree the United States is essentially the World Bank. It is on us to solve the issues of the world. This is just status quo for their line of thinking. But what do you think? Do you feel obligated to fix all the problems of Honduras after they had a hurricane? And if we fail at that, do you feel obligated to adopt these people into your own society? With Trump in charge, this kind of nonsense was changing very fast. America first, right? It's so common sense, it's scary to think that so many people disagree, that people think Honduras is entitled to our money when they have a problem. It's unbelievable. We do have some breaking news on the border tonight as well. Texas state agencies have reported allegations of sexual abuse and child neglect at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, which is housing migrants, a lot of migrants. Governor Greg Abbott says this is all happening on the president's watch. Take a listen. Children at this facility are being sexually assaulted. Second, there are not enough staff to safely supervise the children at this facility. Third, some children in this facility are not eating throughout the day. And fourth, children with COVID are not being physically separated from children without COVID. We're going to talk uh, about all this with a couple congressmen here in just a second. But meanwhile, Jen Psaki today actually addressed my favorite story of the week. The reports that the Biden administration is going to finish parts of Donald Trump's border wall. Take a listen. There are some components of the wall that had already been allocated the funding uh, to continue building by Congress. So we're working uh, within what is allowable. Uh, But our focus is not we don't believe the wall is an answer. So the wall is not an answer, but yeah, we're probably going to fill those gaps because obviously the wall is the answer. Nice messaging. We told you yesterday about Kamala Harris's visit to a Chicago bakery with the city's joke of an attorney general and Kim Fox. A photo op instead of visiting the border, which the border czar still has not been to. Saki had to answer about that as well. And so while she was there, like many Americans, she got a snack. I think she's allowed to do that. They're all related to each other, but addressing the North, being responsible and in the lead on the Northern Triangle is working with these countries in the region, addressing the root causes, working with them on how we can address issues like long-term food insecurity, drought, the COVID-19 pandemic, hurricanes, et cetera. That's what she's focused on. I don't have an update on when she'll travel. Yeah, she seems really focused, by the way. Another useless answer from the White House, like most of them, to be honest. And we're back to the root causes, by the way. You notice that. Democrats expecting the American taxpayer to pay to fix the problems of other countries. And if we can't, we must pay for them to come here and live. And that's what we're doing right now. We're spending a lot of money on the border. What a hilarious society we now live in. How much money do you think the rest of the world would send us if we had a massive disaster? How much? I'd estimate around zero dollars. Kamala was forced to at least acknowledge the border crisis today. That's a start. This might be the first time she has since taking the lead on immigration. She tweeted out a picture of her behind the desk, uh, and she said, I spoke with President Lopez Obrador of Mexico today to thank him for his cooperation on migration issues. 
I look forward to working with him to address the root causes of migration by improving conditions for people in the region, including in southern Mexico. So basically, yeah, we're just going to start sending money everywhere we can to make the world better so they don't come here. Yeah, right. That's not going to happen. So those are the news. We have a border SAR that doesn't talk about the border, right? Hasn't visited it. Has donuts over with her old friend Kim Fox with what was that charity called? Rise Up. You know, the one with her nephew, Jesse Smollett. But now I'm going to take you a little bit into uh, understanding just how important it is to know your rights. Now, we've already spoken about medical discrimination, and I think it's important we speak about it again. But um, here, here is a, uh, an employment law kind of episode that is, has been put out by, um, you know, lawyers. This is actually from Canada. I do have a lot of Canadians that watch too, uh, though it still is applicable, not with the exact verbiage uh, here in the U.S., but I want you to look at this. The example is, is I've been bullied at work for the past four years by a long-term employee. He has a history of workplace harassment. HR has been aware of his behavior for a long time, but refuses to take any action against him. What are my options? Now, you're going to say, Tori, why are we talking about bullying? Well, do you know how the military began forcing their people to get vaccinated? All right, I'm going to tell you. Boats. Boats. So let's pretend, you know, those two groups of people never came and saw me in Pensacola and pulled me out of the Navy. That meant I would have taken my orders and been on AOL 35 down in New Jersey, where I was supposed to go. On the boat, let's say there would be 250 people. And then your captain says, oh, look, finally, after being six months at sea, we're pulling port. We're pulling port. Okay, we got port leave. But guess what? You're not going if you're not vaccinated. Okay, so some people line up and they get vaccinated. Oh, guess what? If everyone's not vaccinated, no one's going to get back. No one's getting leave. You're going to stay on the boat. And then there's this one poor old Joe that says, no, has fetal cells. It's against my religion. I'm not doing it. No, I don't want to. It's experimental. I've seen the people are dying. No, I'm not sure. I don't feel comfortable. No. And guess what happened? The other 249 people hate you. They harass you. They put you in the corner until you give in and take the back. Look, all of us took it. We're still alive, dude. Just take it. I want to go out and screw some hooker. I want to go out and buy some cigarettes. I want to go out and eat. Right? And guess what? That's what happened. So a few boats in the Navy actually did that. And not one fucking sailor stood up to say, that is harassment. It doesn't have to be sexual. It's harassment. It is actually harassment. Don't believe me? Look it up yourself. So how is it that not one sailor thought, holy crap, I just got harassed. That's how it got done. So since they got away with it, every other branch is doing the same thing. So this is what's happening with employers too. 
one hospital is getting away with it. Therefore, all the other ones are going to get away with it. Yes, see? Take a listen. Now, this employee is a long-term employee. He's been there for about 25 years. He has a long history of bullying. They have, HR has a huge file on him, but they won't do nothing about it. File's no good if it doesn't get active. And what, you know, what, what did I just talk about in terms of things that employers should not do? And I said you should not ignore workplace harassment, workplace bullying. And it seems like that's what the company is doing here. There's harassment allegations being brought forward, and the company's not properly dealing with that. Well, that's a, that's a huge problem. It's a huge problem because it creates a, a poison work environment. It makes it difficult for the person to continue working. I've seen many situations where, as a result, the person ends up going on a medical leave, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, and, and that's not good for the person. It's not good for the workplace. All the company has to do is take it seriously, investigate it, and take measures to deal with it. So... You know better now if that happens to you, if your employer won't deal with the workplace harassment issue, come see me. By the way, you can also go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca if you're not sure whether your matter qualifies as workplace harassment. If it rises to the level of workplace harassment, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca can assess that as well. But workplace harassment, not acceptable. Deal with it, employers. You have to. The law makes it very clear. And this this person's got a history of it, she said. Like, it's not the first time they've done this, right? Like, get on it. Right? One of the things she may be able to do if, if her employer is not going to deal with it, to say, well, enough is enough. Now I'm going to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Now I'm going to leave and require the company to pay me severance because they're making it difficult for me to continue working. So that's an option that's available to employees that are being mistreated where the company is not fixing the problems. You hear that, Canadians? Them, uh, they're not doing enough. You may be able to leave your employer, but still require them to pay your full compensation. Okay, you got that, my Canadians, because you guys need this. I know what I'm talking about. Jot that number down because you're going to need it for those of you employed. Now, let's go. Wait, let me just make sure I have the right one. Is this it? Um, I'm going to. Okay, it's this one. You ready, guys? This guy walks it through. This guy walks it through. And we're going to see how we're already covered. Now, this guy is teaching you how to prove discrimination. Now, it doesn't have to be sexual harassment. Remember, um, harassment, discrimination doesn't have to be only religious. Remember, people can discriminate against you because you refuse to get the vaccine and say, oh, you're messing it up for everybody. That's against the law. Okay, that is against the law. Right. To be peer pressured into doing something and to be discriminated based on medical discrimination. And again, if they say, oh, well, those are safety, there's no law. That's number one. Number two, your policy can't medically discriminate against someone that is immunocompromised, because then that would include that you have to discriminate against people with HIV, which is now in federal law to say, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. So I'm going to discuss two things. Number one, how you can prove to HR that you've been discriminated against if you still have your job and you want it to stop. And two, how a discrimination lawyer like me proves unlawful discrimination in court if you've been fired and you have a good case. My name is Brannigan Robertson, and I'm an employment lawyer. Before we get to those important topics, let me discuss two preliminary things and get them out of the way. Number one, 
I will only be discussing California law in this video because that is where I have a license to practice law. However, this video is meant for everyone in America. If you're not in California, this video will raise critical questions that you should then ask a lawyer in your state. If you are in California, this video is not legal advice because you're watching a video. If you need legal advice, call a lawyer so he or she can hear your story and then give you specific advice. If you are in California, here's my contact information if you think I've earned your phone call. My office provides free consultations and we handle discrimination cases every single day. Second, you need to have a solid idea of what the legal definition of discrimination is before we start discussing strategies. Because there's a significant difference between things that are unfair and things that are unlawful. Generally, California's discrimination law, and many other states for that matter, prohibit companies from taking an adverse action against an employee because he or she has a protected characteristic. I want to repeat that definition so that this is very clear. For discrimination to be unlawful, your employer must be taking action against you because of your protected characteristic. What are the protected characteristics? Ew, here's where it gets juicy. He just told you how you're protected. Listen carefully. And those in California, take note of the number. You ask? It's a very good question. I don't have time to get into that in this video. So if you want to know more about the protected characteristics across the country and the ones in California, I highly recommend you watch my video, The Ultimate Guide to Discrimination Law. In that video, I identify all the protected characteristics and a whole lot more details surrounding them. Link is below. Okay, now let's get to the good stuff. If you're still employed, how do you prove to HR or management that you've been discriminated against? My simple response to this is you don't. You don't want to do that at all. Look, if you're still employed and you're researching how to prove discrimination at work, you probably have a couple different objectives. Number one, you probably would like to stop the discriminatory activity, right? The bad behavior. Number two, you probably want to save your job because you want to keep it. And three, you probably want to lay a legal foundation that a lawyer like me can use down the road if legal action becomes necessary. None of these three things require you to prove discrimination. In fact, you don't want to prove anything. Going to great lengths to prove something to HR or an executive will make management think that you're a whiner. It will disrupt the flow of work, no, no doubt. It'll upset your supervisor, and it will destroy key workplace relationships. I'm here to suggest a better way. Simply put the company on notice with a respectful written complaint. What do I mean by that? I mean submit a polite and helpful complaint in an email to the appropriate authority at your company. This complaint should be non-threatening, concise, but it should absolutely identify that you feel that you're being treated poorly because and that's where you would insert the protected characteristic. All right. So those of you that are at a job where people are getting vaccinated, are you a nurse, are you a doctor, healthcare provider, maybe you work at an office in healthcare or any office for that matter, or a school, here's what you do to HR very nicely. It has anyone made a comment to you? Oh my God, you're just like a stupid anti-vaxxer. Just take the vaccine. Or if they made a snide comment, you put down. 
I am getting a feeling that there's a lot of polarization surrounding this coronavirus shenanigans, whatever you want to say. I have very strong religious beliefs that I have, uh, that I, you know, are sacred to me, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I feel that many people within my environment are making me, I feel like I'm being discriminated against because of my religious beliefs. And um, that's because the vaccine has aborted fetal tissue that is against my religion to take. And people are harassing me and I feel discriminated against, you know, put it all nicely. I just wanted to bring this to your attention, um, maybe to help educate people to be more accepting of different religions and points of views. Ooh, you just got that in there. You know, you don't even have to say what the harassment is. It could be some stupid person at the water cooler. You don't need to say shit. You just make that all formal and shit and you send that off on your merry way. That's your, that's your little, you know, backup right there. Keep a copy. Make sure you got a copy. If you sent it through your work email, make sure, read receipt, print that shit out, or take a picture with your phone and you're good. This complaint should not jump to legal conclusions and it shouldn't be done verbally. It should be done via email and then you should print out a copy for your records. If you want to know more how to properly complain at work, I made a video on that exact subject. I lay out seven key elements to successfully making a complaint like this. Submitting a complaint my way, this format that I'm discussing, will do a few wonderful things. It's probably going to stop the discriminatory behavior. Um, most employers, especially if they have HR, are smart enough to know when legal liability is increasing. They don't like that, and they will probably instruct the bad guy or the bad girl to knock it off. Second, a written complaint will dramatically help your lawyer down the road if, God forbid, it comes to legal action. I'll talk more about this in just a second. Three, while a complaint in and of itself will not save your job, it will demonstrate to the company that you're willing to fight for yourself. Lawyers like me often say there is value in the fight. When you stand up for yourself properly, you educate the opposing side that there are consequences if they do not act appropriately. If they fire you now after you've complained in writing, they may face increased legal consequences. However, don't let this go to your head. If you complain inappropriately, you won't save your job, you'll destroy it. So go watch my complaint video because it will absolutely help you make a proper complaint. I'll leave a link below. Let's say the company discriminates against you and then fires you. Then you find a good lawyer to take your case. How does the lawyer go about proving that you are discriminated against? That's what the rest of this video is all about. First, lawyers establish a foundation. As you recall, unlawful discrimination requires that the company take an adverse action against you because you have a protected characteristic. Therefore, it's very important that your lawyer first establish that you have a protected characteristic and that the employer knew about it. While this seems pretty obvious in a race discrimination case, it can be much more challenging in a pregnancy or disability discrimination case. For example, let's say you have Crohn's disease. First, does that qualify as a disability under your state's law? 
Second, did your employer know about it when they fired you? We get phone calls all the time from people who say, I had such and such disability and it affected my job performance and then uh, they fired me. After I dig a little, it turns out the company didn't even know that the person had the disability. The company simply can't have discriminatory intent if they didn't even know that you were disabled or pregnant or gay or a Christian or whatever protected characteristic applies to you in your case. Second, we look for direct evidence. Direct evidence suggests the employer doesn't like people with that characteristic. This could include verbal comments directed at you or other people, written comments directed at you or other people with the same characteristic. This can be text messages or emails or any other written medium. This could be jokes directed at you or others. It could include witnesses. Some honest coworkers come to the aid of our clients in their case. They are often happy to give us dirt on the bad guy or the bad girl. But most coworkers don't voluntarily help because they are still employed there and they need the paycheck. But their past statements and writing. Hold on. Look, I don't have time to play around, but who is this person saying that Moderna and Pfizer vaccines don't have fetal cells? Let me let me help educate, okay? All of them have fetal cells, okay? All of them, okay? Just Pfizer and Moderna are not using are not using the MRC5, okay? Let's be 100% clear. I'm posting it in the chat. Human embryonic kidney cells, HEK. They're not fetal cells taken from abortions, but they're old cell lines of fetal cells from the days of yore. Still freaking fetal cells, not recent abortions. So please stop trolling with misinformation. All of them are using fetal cells. End of story. Okay, all of them are, period, because you can't get human mRNA without having human DNA to be cultured in. Okay, so I'm tired of people coming in here with half ass information. Now, if you did that, you know, and you weren't ill warranted. Great. But stop talking about shit. We're not talking about right now. Okay, right now we're talking about how you can protect yourself and your job. Okay, this is very important. Because a lot of you are going to see this coming up ahead. And just like the Navy, one boat got away with it, next boat got away with it, the other boat got away with it, suddenly one hospital gets away with it, another hospital gets away with it, and then it's a consensus. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So pay attention to what this guy is saying, who's super hot too. Um, Let me rewind back to establishing uh, this because we were interrupted by someone claiming, no, no, it's Pfizer and Moderna don't. Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they do. It's just that it's not recent abortions. Okay. Not recent, fresh abortions, older cell lines. So let's, let's start all over again to the part of how a lawyer is going to protect you and what you need. First of all, bind with all the other people that are concerned about the vaccine. Talk about it off the record. Be together. Support each other. Because jokes that they will crack at anti-vaxxers or conspiracy theorists or Trumpers or whatever, you need to have people behind you. If you can record snidely, record. If you've got text messages, screenshot. If you've got email, screenshot. Someone says a joke, record that shit. The rest of this video is all about. 
First, lawyers establish a foundation. As you recall, unlawful discrimination requires that the company take an adverse action against you because you have a protected characteristic. Therefore, it's very important that your lawyer first establish that you have a protected characteristic and that the employer knew about it. While this seems pretty obvious in a race discrimination case, it can be much more challenging in a pregnancy or disability discrimination case. For example, let's say you have Crohn's disease. First, does that qualify as a disability under your state's law? Second, did your employer know about it when they fired you? We get phone calls all the time from people who say, I had such and such disability and it affected my job performance and then uh, they fired me. After I dig a little, it turns out the company didn't even know that the person had the disability. The company simply can't have discriminatory intent if they didn't even know that you were disabled or pregnant or gay or a Christian or whatever protected characteristic applies to you in your case. Second, we look for direct evidence. Direct evidence suggests the employer doesn't like people with that characteristic. This could include verbal comments directed at you or other people, written comments directed at you or other people with the same characteristic. This can be text messages or emails or any other written medium. This could be jokes directed at you or others. It could include witnesses. Some honest coworkers come to the aid of our clients in their case. They are often happy to give us dirt on the bad guy or the bad girl. But most coworkers don't voluntarily help because they are still employed there and they need the paycheck. But their past statements and writings can still be used to our benefit. We often find emails, text messages, jokes, and more that we use to corroborate our clients' claims that the supervisor had discriminatory intent when he or she fired our client. In most of our discrimination cases, direct evidence is it's pretty rare, but that's okay. I'll explain why in just a second. Third, we look at your job performance history and the company's discipline history. It is absolutely critical that we establish your baseline of job performance. Specifically, what I mean is that we need to be able to prove that you were a satisfactory employee. Had you ever been written up or reprimanded before? How long had you worked at that company before you were fired? We need to know everything around your job performance. So if the company lies and says that you were a bad employee, we can show the jury that their claim is not true. And the real reason why you were fired is because of your protected characteristic. Additionally, we want to know how the company has treated other employees. If other employees have the exact same characteristic that you do, but they didn't get fired, that's going to make your case much more difficult to prove. But if the employer claims that you were fired for being late one day and they haven't fired other employees for being late, then it's more likely that the real reason for your termination is your protected characteristic. So how do we go about proving all this? First, we look at your personnel file, the performance documents, emails, and text messages. Second, we get people to testify under oath that you were a good employee. Third, we gather all the information and put it into what, what I call a comprehensive timeline of events so that we can explain your story in order to the jury. Fourth, 
we look at the circumstantial evidence, and in particular, we look at people who are lying. In litigation, lawyers have various discovery tools that we use to collect information. This includes interrogatories, requests for admission, depositions. These tools allow us to collect information under oath. That means if you or the company lies when responding to one of these, the liar has committed perjury. If you commit perjury, the jury will know that you're a liar. And guess what happens when somebody lies to a jury? They lose. Let's say the manager who claims or who fired you claims under oath that the sole reason why you were fired is because you didn't submit a report on time. You were supposed to submit it on Friday, but you didn't get it in until Monday. But during discovery, we find out, we prove that the company has never fired anyone else for submitting a late report. Additionally, it turns out we subpoena the manager's text messages and find that he admits to a friend that he didn't fire you for submitting the late report. While it is true that you didn't get the report in on time, if we can show the jury that the manager has lied to them about why you were fired, it will help prove that the real reason for your termination was your race, religion, disability, age, or whatever the applicable protected characteristic is in your case. In the legal world, we call this lie pretext. Essentially, the lie is a fake reason for firing someone where the real reason is a protected characteristic. So it's really important that we understand this. And this applies to all of you that have jobs. Uh, if anyone you know, is um, feeling threatened, if people are giving you snide comments, you know, just, you know, document it. I was so upset today uh, during a conversation early this morning that I was like, all nurses and doctors who are pushing this should be flogged. The amount of miscarriages with people with no history of miscarriage is insane. A woman in Utah at the age of 39 dies unexpectedly after her second shot, Right. And now there's an autopsy, but, but there's a law that says that you can't autopsy victims of COVID or something like that. And here's the funny thing. How are you going to know it's the vaccine? You're going to see what blood clots maybe, because the one thing when you use foreign DNA and you mess with changing your genetics, it's actually called genetic discrimination. And we're going to get to that too, um, because that's something that can be used. So this is where it is. Cover yourself for employment. Gosh, I can't stand saying this, but it's like, I feel like the people that took the oath to protect us, that's those that are in office, doctors took an oath. How they can push a vaccine that has not even be that hasn't even been tested. Actually, some of these vaccines were tested on animals and they all died three to six months later from other reasons after they got vaccinated, right? They all had these issues. That's because you can't mess with genetics. If anything, Craig Ventner taught the world that through his failures on using the simplest genetic code and trying to change it to spit out fuel. You can't mess with programming you don't understand one comma out of place one colon one space your whole program is corrupt and then it's got a mind of its own it'll either not boot or it'll you know defrag right same thing with your body so i am extremely appalled 
that people are lining up and doing this. And those people that took an oath to protect them are doing, I spoke with people that I went to school with and they're like, well, we have to, because the hospital says so. And I'm like, but you're not even taking it. Why would you give it to them? Well, I'm not allowed to say I won't take it because then they'll tell people that I said I won't take it and then I'll get fired and I've got medical school loans to pay. Self-preservation again. So it's a really, really big deal. Really big deal. Read the stories out of Utah. Utah got a bad batch. So did Michigan. They're all about batches. Have you guys done a FOIA request yet to find out about the cohorts? For influenza A and B, just start there. H1N1, start there. I know that when I was let go by the CDC for my federal work study, it wasn't so much because I was telling people that they could get a zoonically transferred disease. They know that. They're not stupid. Even though we use pork cells to grow the uh, mRNA that was being used, because by the way, we have been using mRNA for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Um my concern was the Muslims and, you know, I'm not a Muslim, right. But I have to respect what they find as part of their religion. Right. I have to respect that because if that's what they believe, who am I to tell them what to believe? Okay. It's freaking haram. We've got a bunch of people that are going to mosque that, you know, now Ramadan's starting, right. I think it's Ramadan starting anytime now. Um, these people have pork DNA inside of them. Right. They weren't told that. No one told them that. No one told them that. OK. And in, in I'm not Muslim, but dude, whatever my faith is, you violate that, you know, because I didn't do my homework. I didn't read the insert because they're not there. The doctors don't give you the box and say, here's the, the stuff that's in there. How many people know that the word poor sign stands for poor? Not a lot of people. And who sits there and Googles every single chemical when there's a list of 50 million things in there? Nobody. You just trust that your doctor is going to tell you. You just trust that they're going to tell you these things. That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know how these people can wake up every morning and look at themselves in the mirror and say, yeah, I I did my job today. They should be strung up by their toes and flogged in public. If you ask me, that's the way I would do it. Huh. I'm all for being immune, you know, having, you know, health. This is what we need. But we can't be the lab rats for them. Because remember, the repercussions are coming now three to six months out. And they're starting to show now. And they can't stop it. And you know what sucks? Our military is lined up and taking vaccines. What if their whole plan was to take out our military? Then what? How do we protect ourselves if they take out all all our enlisted members that are forced to take it? I made an entire video on pretext. So if you want to learn more about that, I'll leave a link below. Finally, we packaged together all of this information, the foundation, the direct evidence, the job performance history, the discipline history, the circumstantial evidence. And we present all of that to a jury during trial. The jury is going to decide on a preponderance of the evidence burden standard whether or not your termination was substantially motivated by your protected characteristic. Under the preponderance standard, the burden of proof is met if you prove to the jury that there is a greater than 50% chance that the discrimination claim is true. This isn't criminal court where you need to prove things beyond a reasonable doubt. In civil cases like employment discrimination, it is a much lower burden of proof, which is a good thing for you. I hope you found this video to
So no one is above the law and the burden of proof is not that high. Therefore, if they get away with forcing you to take a vaccine before you get a medical procedure, it's your fault. And you're going to say, but I don't have the money to sue them. You don't have to. You can say you can go down to your courthouse, file it for free and say that they have discriminated against me and they are medically discriminating against me and they have refused to provide me medical treatment because I refuse to take part in an experimental vaccination program. It's simple. You don't have to pay for that. You can sign a waiver to not even have a filing fee. You could do it right there in your city hall, you know, in your court. You don't need a lawyer. You don't need to no judge will allow them. You're going to go pro se if you don't have money. And you can tell him, I don't have money. And they're able to do this. With what right can they refuse me medical treatment to force me to partake in an experimental vaccination? That's simple. Simple. That's all. It's up to you. It's up to you. You go there and you say it. If the judge rules against you, they have to say why. And don't forget, there's 15,000 of us in that chat room. When you get your rejection or you get your approval, you share it. The more you have and the more we stack, the more it's there. Make sure if your doctor tells you that if you don't get the nasal swab and they don't offer you the other side of the test, right? So they refuse to see you. Or if they tell you that if you're not vaccinated, I can't see you. Have them put it in writing and go down to the courthouse and say that they are refusing medical treatment because they are medically discriminating against me because I have failed to meet, uh, you know, I'm a person of a disability because I lack the vaccination. Pretty simple. And also throw in that due to your religious beliefs, you are not able to take it. So they are discriminating against you because of your religion. Put it in paper, one paragraph, file it, file it. That's all you have to do is file it. The courts will help you. Uh, and if they don't, they have to justify it. They have to justify that they didn't religiously discriminate against you. They have to justify that they didn't medically discriminate against you. And then once that's done and we have enough of those in our possession, we strike it's all about momentum. All of it, it takes one and the rest will follow. I'm telling you, I've got one, two, two in the works. I've just thrown out some flamethrowers. It needs you, the people, to get on it. If they tell you these things, file it. File it. It only takes one. If one freaking sailor stood by another sailor and they all bound together to say, no, nah, man, that's not right. He doesn't want to take it. She doesn't want to take it. That's not right. You can't do that. That's, that's wrong. That's blackmail. That's peer pressure. We don't do that in the military. We support each other. We support each other's rights and we band together like brothers. Nobody did it. They're all pussies. Excuse my French. I get really upset. When people think, oh, my God, but they, you know, they won't let me do this. Let's work on it. Let's do it together. And if it's in Ohio, I want to freaking know. I'll call them. And I'll help you file it. I'll, I'll find a clone of me and help you file it. We'll get it done. It has to be done. Now, listen to this. Major employment discrimination laws. Pay attention to this.
future laws or acts that um, prohibit or cover discriminatory practices within the within the workplace. Okay, the ones we'll talk about are, are the most notable. First is the Civil Rights Act of 1964, commonly known as Title VII. Okay, and this is the broadest uh, um, di- employment discrimination law, and it applies to numerous types of consideration, and it protects uh, employees from discrimination based on race, sex, uh, color, religion, and national origin. Now, there are other acts uh, or, or laws on the that are still on the books that are made to address uh, unique situations of discrimination against employees. One is an old law, the original Civil Rights Act passed in 1866, um, commonly referred to as the 1981 Act, well, it uh, focuses on discrimination based upon race. So, again, it can, it, it can stand or an action under 1981 Act can, uh, um, can stand uh, in addition to or along with Title VII. We have the Age Discrimination and Employment Act because age is not, in, not protected under Title VII. So this is a unique act that prohibits discrimination against employees that are uh, 40 years old or older. We have the American, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act that uh, prohibits discrimination against employees um, based on uh, any disability, any qualified disability that they may have. And it applies uniquely in the, in the business context that um, individuals opening up a, an establishment or place of business to the public uh, must uh, accommodate individuals, that, that potential patrons of their organizations who have uh, disabilities. So this could include putting uh, access ramps to the location or um, widening doors or bathroom doors, et cetera. Okay, um, another one is the Genetic Information and Non-Discrimination Act, or GINA. This is uh, generally used to prohibit discrimination based on somebody's genetic information, the, the, their history or lineage um, that could relate to race or national origin or uh, any uh, genetic conditions or diseases that they may have within their, their history or, or lineage. And then lastly, um, the Uniform Service Members uh, Employment and Reemployment Act, or USERA. And this is used to prevent discrimination against uh, uniform service members, uh, members of the military, and, and or in certain cases, Homeland Security members um, from discrimination when they are called up for active duty uh, or um, or non-active duty, but uh, routine service requirements, okay? So these are the um, major acts that we are, or laws that we are going to discuss throughout this video sequence, and and we'll discuss each in more detail. We'll provide the context for which each applies, and we'll give a general description of the requirements or rules associated with each. Okay, yeah, I wanted to tussle his hair too, but it was important that you look at the GINA Act and that you also take a look at the Medical Discrimination Act. It's pretty straightforward. There's no dilly-dallying. It's, it's, it's right there. It's right there. You don't need anything else. We have the laws to protect ourselves. They're still on the books. That's it. They're still on the books. Now, while the deep state has gotten comfortable, hopefully... Um, about you know, three hours ago, they they got a a little bit of. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be published, but I'm just saying. 
You know, it would totally suck if some stuff just suddenly turned up, right? Um, the bottom line right now for us, the people, is that they are convincing you that they can do this. They can't. Their lawyers know that we'll asphyxiate them with lawsuits. They're not going to do anything. But when there's tons of people doing the same thing, judges will not rule in their favor. Nobody is more qualified to make decisions about your body than you. You have that right over your body. And you can clearly state there is no FDA approval. This is experimental. I am not partaking. You have the religious right to refuse it. You know, my daughter made an amazing comment yesterday. She had um, removed her mask in school to get some air. And um, the teacher told her, put it back on over your nose. She's like, I can't breathe. You're far away. It's not like someone's around me. It doesn't matter because if you don't have it, then you need to go to online school. She said, look, let me tell you something. When we walk in class, you make us take off our hats. Any head covering is not allowed. But would you turn around and tell a Muslim that they're, they're supposed to take off their hijab? And the teacher says, that's not the same thing. She says it is. My religion says I can't wear a mask because that's the way it is. I shouldn't cover my mouth. But you're telling me that I have to cover my mouth, even though my religion says, you know, and my beliefs say that I shouldn't. It's the same concept. It's like, that's it. What are they to say? I feel asphyxiated. I don't want to wear it. Today, I went to one, two, three, four places, no mask. Yesterday, I went into Target to get coffee because everyone ran out of this brown sugar syrup at Starbucks that I absolutely love, right? I need to figure out what kind of voodoo magic that is so I can make it myself. So I walked in there, no mask. I think the attitude, it's more attitude than anything, right? It's more attitude than anything. I walk in without one and I'll have one in my pocket and I'll say, well, as long as you're six feet away from me, you're fine. But if we need to engage and it makes you feel comfortable because for some reason you feel you're protected, that's great. See, I, 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 I asked my daughter, you know, why are you instigating shit at school? Like, just leave it alone. You know, you don't want that. She said, you know, it doesn't make sense. We're sitting in class all apart from each other with these plastic things. And we still have to wear a mask. Yet at a restaurant, we don't. It's like coronavirus only floats away from the table in school, but not at a restaurant. Right? It comes out at night, but not during the day. You wear a mask because it supposedly saves you. It does not. It's just the most insane thing. You know, I, 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 I don't know if I told you guys, I went to Myers about a week ago or something and I was at the self-checkout and I needed help. And the lady came and she's like, would you like a mask? I was like, no, no, no. And she like stepped away and I was like, but I have one. If it would make you feel comfortable, I can cover my face for you and put it on. So I put it on. She goes, thank you for respecting me. You know, I have this. And I was like, I don't want to hear it. If you're comfortable, that's fine. Just help me out here. 
And that was it. I even stepped away, gave her room because these people are fragile, even though they annoy me. And every time I drive by the Cleveland Clinic's uh, vaccine thing, I say, Google it. People are dying from the vaccine. It's experimental. Ask them. It's not FDA approved. I scream it out in my car. I also got my bullhorn. So I'll start doing that now. I'll have that out when I go by the vaccine, you know, uh, booth thingy that they have. I'll start saying it because, you know, they turn around and they look. Um, The one thing that I want you to know is that the laws are already in place to protect us. And they know that they're already there to protect us. So the media, right, the media and employers are banding together to give you the illusion that they know. Okay, they know. Oh, no, we can totally do this. No, you can't. It's medical discrimination. We can totally do this. It's religious discrimination. We can totally do this. It's this discrimination. They have no right to discriminate against you. And you have to remember that the laws are already in place. And while they are in place, you need to make sure you enforce them correctly. Don't listen to everyone. My employer said it's an ultimatum. Good. Send that little letter to HR. Say that, you know, uh, you, you know, people within the workplace without pointing any fingers are mocking and making you feel very uncomfortable because you're being discriminated against because of your religion. And, you know, I am a Christian and that's my business. That doesn't affect my work. It's never affected my work, but they're, calling me all these names and making me feel really uncomfortable because, you know, because of my religion, I can't take the vaccine. No one sits and harasses Jehovah Witnesses that they don't take blood. You know, uh, why are we being harassed for a vaccine? That's it. And you send that nice little thing. You know, I, I want you to help me because I feel uh, that I'm under mental abuse, mental stress by people. That's it. You put it out there. If your doctor refuses, get it in writing. Why they're refusing. If they tell you you have to get the vaccine, you file a suit. You do it in your local court. It's free. Because you could say, I don't have the money for it. They'll waive the $20, $30, $50 fee. They will waive it. That's it. That's simply it. And the judge will have to see it. The judge will have to hear it. And the judge will have to decide on something. Because they can't reference science. There is no science that says it's safe. Because it's experimental. And you can simply put that. There is no science that says it's safe because it's still in experimental status. Therefore, I don't see how they can force me to, one, go against my religion. And two, cause me mental anguish of not being able to support my family or, you know, whatever. And the doctor, he's a scientist. Yeah, he knows. He's a specialist. But the specialists are saying it's still experimental. And we don't know what they are. And my religion says I can't take it. So this doctor is not accepting Jehovah Witnesses or Christians of this denomination. You can name your own denomination. If you can pick your sex, you could definitely pick your religion. I say historical Christian, period. What is that? Well, it's a cross between Orthodox and before the Orthodox got hijacked by politics. That's basically it. So you have the tools. Don't let anyone tell you that you're weak, that they have power over you, that they have nothing. They may have lawyers and they may have money, but you have the law on your side. And you have 15,000 people on Telegram there to support you. 
in your state group. And yeah, I did get the bullhorn and it's in my car in the trunk. I haven't, you know, put the batteries in yet or anything, but I'm going to totally do it. I'm going to be using the bullhorn. I'm going to be pulling it out. Vaccines, <laughs> it's experimental, guys. Bam. My actual horn, I've programmed on the Tesla to do a, a, a sheep sound and a goat. It had the goat sound. I put the sheep sound in there so it could be sheep. Okay, so um, that's 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 all I can tell you for today, for Friday, and because I have to be somewhere and I got to get going in like the next few minutes. I want you guys to know the laws are already there. Do not think that they can get away with this. We have the laws. We've talked about the discrimination laws, the medical discrimination, both state and federal, that we can use against companies that are talking about COVID passports, let alone COVID vaccines. And your employer can't enforce that on you. There's a lot of people that work in the medical field. Hey, I worked at a hospital, right? Oh, you need you need to um, uh, um, uh, get the flu vaccine because we said so. It's like, no, I'm obliged to take a TB test every year. That is all I have to do. I don't have to take a flu vaccine. And I never did. And I knew a lot of nurses and doctors that didn't either because they would have a religious exemption. So anyone sitting there saying, well, they told me that I have to get it in order to work. It's bullshit. You don't. And if you're in the military and you're put under stress and they're harassing you, document it. Find other people that are being abused like that. Find the blackmail and shame on those boats. Because when I get those names of those boats, I'm going to put those boats out. Because it's important to show where the source of the failure of our military. Because if you think about it, if it takes three to six months for people to start getting other illnesses, like that lady in Utah, like that dude in Utah, like that other woman in Utah, like those Michigan people, right? If it takes just a couple months for that to come out, could you imagine with our military being vaccinated that they all drop dead? What's to say someone won't come and take over? What if that was their plan all along? I'm just saying. You never know. For those of you serving, thank you for your service, but don't forget your oath. For those of you that are in officerships, please don't forget your oath. For those of you in the medical field, don't forget your oath. For those of you that are judges, don't forget your oath. For those of you in the intelligence community, so kindly listening and being so careful about it. And in the FBI, don't forget your oath either. It's always about America first. We're all about freedoms. And we should not be betraying any oath, which by the way, did you know that immigrants no longer have to take the oath? (laughs) How weird is that? They swear to be American citizens without taking an oath. But so on that note, guys, I'm going to have to bid you goodbye. I may, um, well, Sunday we're doing, uh, you know, movie night. So that'll be fun. And if I have any time on Saturday, we can. Tonight I am doing a stereo with Gavin. So that's a definite. So I will see you guys tonight on stereo, if not on Sunday for movie night, for those that are on Amazon Prime, because I don't make the rules. Because You know, I get really upset when people are like, oh, so I have to like subscribe. And yo, it's not my rules, right? You can't have a watch party without getting DCMA strikes, right? Anywhere. Yeah, sorry. It's not my rules. So on that note, God bless everyone. Much love to everyone. And I will see you when I see you. God bless. Mm -hmm.
I'm gonna fight them all. Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back. They're gonna rip it off. Taking their time right behind my back. And I'm talking to myself at night because I can't forget. Back and forth through my mind behind a cigarette. And the message coming from my eyes says, Leave it alone.